Hi again, wrestling fans. Gary Cantrell here with a very special segment for the shoot. My guest at this time is a legendary announcer and WWE Hall of Famer. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Mean Gene Okerlund. Good morning, Gene. How are you? Well, top of the morning to you, Gary. I'm very well, uh, thank you. But uh, I've been sitting in the Florida sunshine here for a while, but getting ready for the, the big migration to Texas. Ah, yes. Yes, absolutely. That's that's exactly the theme uh, for today, Gene, and I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, here we are. It's WrestleMania 25, I can say, as a longtime fan. I've seen every WrestleMania, and you were a part of the very first WrestleMania and several WrestleManias after that. So for you, uh, Gene, did you ever have any idea in your mind uh, of how it was going to turn out after WrestleMania 1? I mean, in other words, did you see WrestleMania getting to as big as it got? Well, the real apprehension, of course, came uh, uh, came before WrestleMania one. I didn't know. I'd, I'd only known Vince McMahon for uh, a few years, and I didn't know if the guy was off his rocker or uh, or, or what. Because uh, I'm trying to figure out what the hell that this gigantic extravaganza and on closed circuit back then, not on on pay per view, but on closed circuit and not on uh, not on television. Uh, the uh, the access for pay per view is I think under three million homes, but uh, once once WrestleMania had uh, had come and gone, then I knew that he really had something because it was so mainstream, it was so high end entertainment, big budget, and of course it was a uh, uh, a qualified success, uh, not only with wrestling people but with a lot of mainstream people with the likes of Cindy Lauper and, and the MTV gang. So I guess that first one kind of kicked it off, and it hasn't slowed down since. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, again, you were part of so many of them, and I'm sure for the times of the ones that you weren't a part of, I'm sure you saw them. Is there any particular WrestleMania that stands out as a favorite to you? Well, I've, I've said this before. It's, it's kind of like women. Right. The first one you... Your kiss is the one that you remember, right? Right. Gary? Yeah. Gary, I'm not losing you here. No, no, you're not. No, losing okay, you. yeah. Uh, I think that's the one you remember. Of course, I do remember WrestleMania 1. Right. Uh, for some reason, I've forgotten the first woman I kissed, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, I mean, you got to take a look at the gigantic crowd at, uh, at WrestleMania 3, three different venues for WrestleMania 2. A couple of years back to back in Atlantic City with Donald Trump, that was crazy. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean, loads of talent, loads of storylines, and uh, they just kind of all all were a little different, but all very very entertaining. The one that kind of got me a little bit is out in Las Vegas, and I believe that happened in the spring of 1993. That would have been, I believe, WrestleMania nine, right. and that's when we got. Uh, I was dressed up in the loincloth and copper tone and toga and, and things like that. I felt at the time it was uh, a little demeaning. But, of course, it was, uh, you know, kind of all the theme of that particular WrestleMania. <laughs> I always liked that one, Gene. I always liked WrestleMania 9, especially the ending. That was a, was a damn good ending, was it not? It, it was indeed. I don't know if I was... <laughs> I might have gotten over to the bottle a little before the ending, but uh, as I recall, it was no a, a, a great WrestleMania. How'd you make? How'd you make? Did you play the slots? How'd, how'd you make out that weekend in Vegas? Well, I'm not a slots guy. That's for uh, old old people that 
uh, don't take Viagra. Uh, I, I am a, I am a definitely a tables guy, and, and my favorite game is craps. Because I look at it this well, because you can win quick and you can lose it quick. You're not going to waste a lot of time gambling. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we were talking about the, that ending of, of WrestleMania 9, and I've got to ask you another uh, favorites question. This is certainly going to be hard, but I've got to kind of put you on the spot. Is there any particular moment, I mean, any one moment that sticks out in your mind from any of the WrestleManias, and you can name a few because, you know, that's, you know, certainly there's always a few, but uh, is there any one particular moment, uh, whether it be a match, an outcome, uh, just any moment that sticks out in your mind as a defining moment for WrestleMania and your personal favorite? Well, I think it was a defining moment for a lot of the superstars of the WWE, you know, including uh, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, my God, Hulk Hogan, of course. Of course. And uh, Andre the Giant. I think that was the, in front of the 93,278 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, back in 1987, and that seems like a long time ago. And now that I look back on it, it is. That's 22 years. Count them, 22 years. And uh, that, that, that big, resounding thud when Hogan finally got Andre over the top. And Andre, by the way, at that uh, particular juncture in his career was not in good shape. Andre would not be able to help a whole hell of a lot. So uh, Hogan had his work cut out for him, but he, he got it done. And on that same card, the match between Steamboat and Savage, of course, has got to go down as one of the all-time greats. That with ladder matches and what have you, you know, through the years. Absolutely. Now that that WrestleMania three, I mean, that was that was a huge show. And I, and I know you're such a pro at what you do, but I mean, do you ever sometimes, you know, before you get in front of the camera, do you ever get nervous anymore? I mean, or are you just so used to it that you can just get right in front of the camera when you see the red light, you're just ready to roll? Well, well, I am. But I, I'll tell you this, Jerry, I am more ready to roll when I know that I have uh, either written or prepared for something myself right. instead of just getting up and reading something off the prompter. Uh, I, I, I don't have a very high comfort level on that, but, uh, you know, with today's production values with B-roll and, and everything kind of in sync, uh, you've got to go off a script, and that's kind of the way it is. But, right. uh, you know, it's even at my age, there is a, uh, a, a learning mode that you have to get into, in this particular industry, because it is ever-changing. Absolutely, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought up today, the current time, because I know I know you can't spoil any surprises for us, but can we expect to see you on this year's show in some way, shape, or form, like the actual pay-per-view itself? Will you be on there? Well, you know, I, I've got to be honest with you. I don't know if anything outside of the matches and maybe uh, a, a couple of uh, a couple of other pieces with the celebrities has even been penciled in at at this late date. I know for a fact I'm going to be part of the Hall of Fame the the uh, previous evening at the Toyota Center in Houston, uh, where we're going to be inducting uh, some of the greats into the, into the hallowed halls of the WWE Hall of Fame, including the Funks, the Von Erichs, Cowboy Bob, uh, uh, Cowboy uh, Bill Watts, and uh, and a host of others. So. Coco Beware is going to be going in this year. I always uh, always was entertained by the Birdman. <laughs> I always love that little dance he'd do with Frankie. He's coming down the aisle. I loved it. Loved it. How about how about Stone Cold Steve Austin? How well, you know, I was in San Antonio here about uh, a month ago for Media Day. Right. Uh, 
JR was over in Houston. I hit San Antonio, which is oh, a great city with that river walk and everything. And they had tomatoes down there. I mean, there are some beautiful women in that town. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, Stone Cold is, is a legend just about anywhere in Texas, as he is throughout the wrestling world. But, you know, Stone Cold is mainstream, too. This, this Condemn, this movie of his, probably wasn't the biggest box office sensation. But, my God, you talk about action. It was wall-to-wall, and I loved it. Goes good with a nice cold beer. Absolutely. I, I own the movie, and I, I've seen it a few times. It is a, it's fantastic. I think Vince McCann owns the movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I thought I'd throw that in. I should have thrown it out. Just kidding. No, no that's okay. <laughs> now, you know, thinking about the Hall of Fame, though, is there anybody in, in your mind that, that hasn't quite made it in there yet that maybe sometimes you scratch yourself in the head and wonder, man, why isn't this guy in the Hall of Fame? Is there anybody uh, like that that you think about that maybe should be in there that's not? Well, of course there, of course there are, Gary. I mean, uh, there, there's more than one or two people. There's a, a lot of people that should be in there that are not in there, and some of it is because they're stubborn, right. and some of it is because somebody else is stupid. And... Uh, uh, Bruno San Martino, I mean, a long-time uh, world wrestling entertainment champion right. and, uh, and and one of the all-time greats should be in there. But right. uh, Bruno, Bruno just has got a problem with the business as it is today because right. it is entertainment. Another guy that should be in there is the macho man Randy Savage. Uh, yes, Unfortunately, he is living on Mars these days, and uh, tough for him. Uh, to get to Houston or any place else on the face of this earth, but uh, no, there's a long list of people that uh, that should be in the, in that Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm sure someday that's all going to be taken care of. There's some people, perhaps, in the Hall of Fame that don't belong there too. <laughs> Pete Rose. <laughs> what well, Pete Rose. Pete Rose was a hell of a gimmick. I was there that year, and uh, at least we got him into some Hall of Fame. Right, exactly, exactly. You, you, you honestly, do you think Savage is ever going to make it in there? Because I know, and, and I've got to ask you, because you've been around in, in, in those years, and, and, and you've seen Savage, and he's definitely left his mark. And you know, Gene, a lot of times when I've talked to different people, and we've talked about it on this program, so many, we even talked to Randy's brother, uh, Lanny Poffo, and we've asked him about it. We, you know, nobody seems to, to understand why he's not in there. And we, we're just scratching our heads wondering, is he ever going to make it in there? Because he seems like definitely one guy that, that should be in there by now and just hasn't quite made it in. Well, he's number one. He's a total recluse, so nobody really has a lot of contact with him. I was very close right. with Randy Savage, as I, as I was with uh, a lot of the old guys back in the old days and, and have even kept up to date. Of course, I'm very, very close with uh, Rick Flair, with Roddy Piper, uh, certainly, I, I talk a lot uh, with uh, with Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah. uh, now we we discuss family matters, which isn't the most pleasant thing in the world. And of course, I've kept very very close contact to one of the uh, dearest, sweetest, most talented people in the world, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And Bobby has had some health issues uh, over the last couple of years that uh, have really been uh, tough on him, his family, and all of us. But uh, Bobby is a strong guy, and I suspect he's going to come out. I know they've extended an invitation for him to come to WrestleMania this year in Houston, and if he did, it would be a happy, happy occasion. Absolutely. I can tell you, Gene, we actually 
had an interview scheduled with him quite a while ago before he went in the hospital, and then we were kind of just tracking and hearing different things about what happened to him. It's just so sad that he had to go through all of these health problems. But, uh, you know, lately when you've spoken with him, you know, how, how is uh, his recovery looking? Is, he, is, it, is it looking up and everything? Well, he, he certainly is a lot better off than he was uh, a year ago because uh, he was uh, you know, going through physical therapy and everything. But, uh, you know, I like to think of the good things that uh, Bobby Heenan did. He was probably one of the most clever uh, managers and on-air personalities uh, okay. in, in the history of, uh, of sports entertainment. Now, also, when you speak about Bobby Heenan, the fact that he and I came from the AWA, came to the WWE, uh, or World Wrestling Federation at that time, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that never have made it to the big stage, as they say, to the WWE that uh, perhaps would qualify, uh, you know, for entry into the Hall of Fame. And that would be a Mike Lobel, perhaps out in, uh, in Los Angeles, uh, a Paul Bosch down in, uh, down in Houston, and, uh, you know, a few, a few others. Right. So uh, there, there, could, there could be quite a, quite a list of, uh, of potential candidates to go into the Hall of Fame. But, my God, you take a look at the rosters now with the Triple H, with the Shawn Michaels, you know, with uh, a John Cena, with The Undertaker. Uh, I mean, there has got to be at least a dozen to 15 guys in the current roster that are going to be future Hall of Famers. Absolutely. And one of those big matches coming up at this year's WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Gene, i got to put you on the spot, man. Who do you see coming out of this match? I mean, this is such a tough one to call right here. Gary, who do you know in Las Vegas? Who do I know in Las Vegas? Wait a minute. I bet you do your betting in Atlantic City Atlantic, with the sports book. I'm closer to Atlantic City, yeah. That's very good. It's easier to get your money over there. <laughs> um, you know what? This, this is going to be a tough one to call, right. and I love both of these guys because uh, they were youngsters. Uh, when I was kind of on my way out of the WWE the first time around, right. and I, I, I had the opportunity to work with both Mark and, and with Sean, and uh, I think it's going to be a great match. They, I mean, are, uh, they are really uh, totally loaded for this one. But, I mean, the Undertaker at 16-0, and 0, why wouldn't you think he would have a Goldberg-type run at WrestleMania and make him 17-0? and 0? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would ever have them in his streak. I just don't, I don't, I don't know that I could ever see that happening. I really don't. <laughs> well, if it ever did end, it would be like Ric Flair's match with Shawn Michaels a year ago. It would be over. I love yeah. that match. That's okay. one of my favorites. I thought yeah. it was a very emotional match because those of us that work with, with Rick and Sean know how much the business means to both of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember I'm 26, Gene. I'm, I'm a pretty young guy. I remember growing up and not really liking uh, Rick or Sean. And then, and, you know, as they become the good guys or whatever, you start to like them. But now at 26 and watching a lot of their matches, I could personally say I have a lot more respect for him now. So seeing that match last year was just uh, phenomenal. It was it was a phenomenal experience. When Shawn Michaels could see the end coming and looked over at Flair and said, I love you, uh, I mean, uh, the camera angle was right there. It picked it all up by design. But, uh, I mean, if a tear didn't come to your eye, realizing that it was the end of an era, yeah. Uh, then you got the, then you got no heart. You got no emotion. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, another guy you brought up when you're talking about the guys of today, the stars of today, 
one John Cena. Now, he's definitely on this track. He's a hardworking guy. He definitely resembles a lot of uh, Hulk Hogan. And, uh, you know, do you agree with that? you think he's kind of this generation's Hulk Hogan? Yes and no. I would say that John Cena is as close to Hulk Hogan uh, as any of the, the, the top stars have been. Obviously, a Mick Foley wasn't exactly in the mold of a Hogan, or for that matter, a Rock or a, 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 a Stone Cold. But, uh, but Cena is. And, and I, I, I tabbed Cena nine years ago uh, when I had just, just, matter of fact, I was still in WCW because it was still a viable uh, commodity. But I I had picked, I said, the next big star in this business, in my estimation, is going to be the young guy from Boston, Cena, John Cena. And uh, he has proved a couple of things. Number one, he's a very talented man. Have you seen this new movie of his, 12 Rounds? I I have not seen it yet, but I believe it comes out uh, nationally, what is it, next weekend. Right, uh... right. But I thought you might have got in on a screening since you're on the inside track. Well, uh, I tried. Yeah, well, I mean, there are copies out there uh, that uh, that can be seen. Uh, a great movie, and the Cena does a great job. I thought he was great in The Marine. Yeah. Uh, but, but John Cena belongs in a wrestling ring, and he has uh, a, such, a, a, such a, a way of communicating with people. You know, when I walk around today, I'd say the one man that, Inevitably, fans will talk to me if I'm in a car wash, if I'm going through an airport. Tell me about John Cena. What's he really like? Of course, I got the same thing years ago about a, a ton of other people, too. Right. So, but, I mean, it, it, it does uh, give you a little idea as to the popularity of this young man. Oh, and wow. he's got some years left in this game. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever see uh, a dream match down the line of him and Hogan? you ever see that happening? No. 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 No, I don't. I don't. I don't know if the fans would want to see that one either. Uh, we 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 got to make it uh, uh, a little more legitimate than uh, just uh, some kind of a uh, a ceremonial match. Sure. Uh, th- th- there's other ways you could present the two side by side, but uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, Hogan was the first biggest star in our business, and uh, John Cena is today's at least today's one of top the top stars on the roster. Absolutely, and Hogan was a part of the uh, Legends of WrestleMania game, and I wanted to ask you, did, did they call you up? Did you have any part in that game, like voiceovers or something like that? I'm sure I did, because uh, I'm doing a great deal of work these days, believe it or not. Gary, I'm, I'm hosting a number of 24-7 shows. I'm yeah. doing home videos. I am doing games, and I'm hosting something that is very near and dear to my heart on a global uh, on, a, on, a, on a global scale that right. is called WWE Vintage Collection. And now on the road to WrestleMania, I mean, we are really heating it up. I heard there were hundreds of millions of people that viewed the inaugural uh, airing of Vintage Collection on Eurosports a couple of weeks back. But, of course, it was all primo, primo matches. Right. All of the stuff from WrestleMania's past. Absolutely, absolutely. And what is it like for you to be able to to do these things? And as a fan, I was glad to see you come back a few years ago after WCW collapsed. But you know, for you to get to do like these home videos and the twenty four seven stuff, the vintage collection. You and know, how about the Madison Square Garden classics? Oh, yeah, they, they'll they'll crank your socks up because there is some real vintage uh, stuff, right? If you will. Absolutely, and I'm I'm sure you're thrilled to be a part of it. 
I, well, I, I definitely am because I spent so much time in the garden, uh, you know, myself. Some of the venues that I worked back then were uh, Philly at the Old Spectrum up in the Boston Garden. And the Old Garden, by the way, with Gorilla Monsoon, we were up there every third week. In the summer, it got a little hot on the parquet. Uh, and uh, for somebody that suffered from vertigo... Uh, I'm kind of glad they rebuilt the building. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Look, Gene, I know you're a busy guy. i got one more question for you. Is it uh, personal? You know, no, no, absolutely oh. not. But, uh, <laughs> you do I like divas? You like divas. You, you love them. Do, is that the question? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're talking about WrestleMania. We're talking about the Hall of Fame. You yourself were inducted in 2006, and, and as somebody who's been a part of this business for so long, uh, it's such a memorable voice and face. I've got to just ask, you know, what was it like for you to be able to accept that honor of going into the Hall of Fame? Well, I'd have to say it is perhaps the biggest honor of my life. I've been honored for some other things. I'm I'm in a, a Midwest Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because in my younger years I I, uh, I pounded the pavement with uh, you know garage bands and things like that. I'm going to be going into another Hall of Fame, but you know this 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 is my uh, this is my life. Uh, uh, wrestling, sports entertainment, television, this is my life. I started in radio. Uh, I, I, I didn't know a lot about wrestling when I got into it, but I'll tell you what, I was attracted to it. So to go into the WWE Hall of Fame as the very first announcer, as the very first announcer, was a big, big honor for me. Subsequently, of course, uh, J.R., Jim Ross, uh, inducted into the hall. And, of course, a very good, dear, close, longtime friend of mine, the late, great Gordon Soley, right. uh, also inducted uh, last year in Orlando. Absolutely. Well, you know, Gene, uh, like I said, I know you're a busy guy. We just want to thank you for your time today here on The Shoot. I hope we can catch up with, uh, catch up with you in the near future. Hopefully. Thanks for your time, Gary.